My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. And my name is James. And here we go. It's been a while. And we love Star Wars. And we do love Star Wars. And Star Wars is a lot of fun. And speaking of Star Wars, I'm really excited for this week. You know why I'm really excited for this coming up week? Because Jedi Survivor is coming out this week. And I can actually play it. I just bought myself a PS5. So i uh, pretty excited. I've been kind of bummed because I didn't have a PS5 and everybody was like, Jedi Survivors? And I was like, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> but but now I am beyond pumped. Are you going to get it? or? Uh... Um, if I do get it, I don't know where I'm going to find the time to play it. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing is now that I'm an adult, it's like, man, when do I have time to play this thing? Uh, I'm gonna make time. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to play this thing because I don't know. I had so much fun playing uh, Fallen Order that I, I wanted. I just want to do it again. So yeah, I'm really excited to see what the next chapter is. Yeah, Colin and Josh will definitely be playing it. They are super hyped about mm-hmm. this game, and Josh is getting the full like deluxe version mm-hmm. of it with the lightsaber and whatever else comes with it, but. Uh, Somebody told me those aren't going to ship until afterward. Like, they're not going to arrive day of, apparently. That's what somebody told me. So, we'll see how that goes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. Uh, It's all good. I was going to say, before we get started, we do definitely want to acknowledge all of our awesome support and love that we get from our patrons, especially uh, one of these right here that just made a comment, uh, Makatao Tala. Awesome. What's up? So, and it's changed up a little bit. Some people have joined, some people have upgraded. So, uh, here is the new list. So, on the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Sean Greathouse, Zach Netzel, and Mariana Atia Arnold. Uh, on the red tier, we have Fedbear526, Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Maka, Tautala, the aforementioned, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader76. Thank you so much yes. for all your love and support, all your messages, all your interactions with us on Facebook, on the Facebook group, uh, on Instagram. It's um, it's awesome to see the community come out and show the love and support that did, did, uh, you guys have done. I was going to say, did anyone listen to our, did any of them listen to our uh, crazy podcast you and I did the other day? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, Liam, so so what James is referring to is we did a Patreon podcast uh, where James and I we watched the entire Mandalorian season three finale, and um, I think we had a little technical difficulty at the end. Yeah, and uh, James was like, "None of this is going to be on the podcast, right?" And I said, "No," and I just left it on the podcast. And Liam McCallion, he made a comment saying, "Oh, he totally left it on the podcast." Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, it wasn't a lot of stuff, but, but uh, if you're on Patreon, you got to see uh, a different uh, side of me uh, that day. So uh, <laughs> it was yeah, fun, though. Yeah, yeah. Getting your opinions on uh, the the finale was something that I was looking forward to. Mm. And we got it. It's on Patreon. If you want to join up, 
Um, I think it, yeah, we put it under. All you have to do is uh, be a five dollar Patreon, and you can actually see that that yeah. video. So, yeah, but uh, nevertheless, on to the news. So, I think we're in consensus here, and and the big news being that. At Celebration, of course, during the Lucasfilm showcase, Daisy Ridley was the last person to hit the stage as the last big announcement, I believe. And we had kind of speculated that when she had her lunch at Lucasfilm, she was in talks to do something. And it makes total sense that something was was afoot uh, because she lives in the UK. Um, I know some people have told me she has like a condo in LA, but... uh, it just seemed like it was kind of out of the ordinary and a little a little bit suspicious that <laughs> she joined she rejoined social media and then she went to Lucasfilm and, and then, then she was telling everybody worry, guys this isn't this isn't what you're thinking it was yeah. just a great lunch we had and I'm like uh, yeah sure yeah putting my executive cap on <laughs> i was like it makes way too much sense to try and get Daisy Ridley back for some project, either a show or a film, because there's a lot of Ray fans. The sequel trilogy is very new. Mm-hmm. The last thing they did as far as films. Um, Daisy Ridley is a great actress. Uh, they can continue the story and in a different timeline, in a different galaxy. George Lucas didn't stop making films in the 80s he continued on maybe in 1987 and just had all those actors that Filoni and Favreau brought into the Mandalorian season two like Michael Bean mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um, Carl Weathers um, there's rumor that Jamie Lee Curtis was going to be involved so in continuing with maybe we should have kept on going with the Star Wars films Lucasfilm has made the decision to keep on going because George Lucas famously kind of put a hiatus to making Star Wars films because he wanted to spend time with his adopted children and he wanted to raise a family. And that's why he stayed away from Star Wars in case people didn't know about that. So when he came back to Star Wars, his children were kind of fully grown uh, and um, he made the prequels. So that's where Lucasfilm is kind of at right now. And for so many podcasts in a row, I was like, Episode X is coming. Episode X is coming. They're going to do episode 10. It's going to happen. They haven't announced that this Ray film is going to be episode 10. Could you imagine? They did announce that the crawls are coming back. Thank God. Skywalker saga films. Like, like that's something that we've been asking for in the podcast. Like how I remember when the, when the, when the, when the, when the, the words came up in front of solo, I was just like, Oh my gosh, there's no way they did this, but not the crawl. You know, um, and same with Rogue One, you know. Okay, okay. so you just brought up something interesting. All right. Do you think this is a secret episode 10? Like, do you think this is Lucasfilm doing everything they can not to tell us this is going to be 10? But then when we get closer to it, it's going to be revealed. This is, in fact, Star Wars episode 10. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? So in the past, Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm has stated the Skywalker saga is over. Mm-hmm. And we're the only time we're going to see a crawl is with the Skywalker films. We're going to retire that, and we're going to retire the episodic numbers. So they have unretired the crawl. Yes, and they're they've unretired 
staying away from the Skywalker saga because we're clearly Daisy, going. Daisy Ridley is yeah. Ray Skywalker. Yes. And she has connections, if not blood, interactions with Luke, Han, and Leia. So it's really the continuation. This is going to be episode 10. This is episode 10. It, it's, it's so obviously – there's no way – it's not just episode 10. I mean, everything that's going to happen in this movie is literally a continuation from episode nine, which of course is preceded by one through eight. You know what I mean? This is episode 10. So I'm wondering if Lucasfilm is going to announce uh, that, like, I wonder if that's going to be a big moment when remember how, when we got the rise of Skywalker title reveal, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to do that, where they're going to show the title it's going to say Star Wars. It's going to say something. And on the bottom, it's going to say Episode 10. And like, can you imagine that? Like the people freaking out knowing that we're getting 10, 11, 12. I mean, it just seems it seems really strange to bring back Daisy Ridley for just one movie about the continuing of her. Uh, what, what's it called again? The New Jedi Order. Like, that's what it's yeah. called. It's like this is a whole new franchise it's it's writing itself and if they don't take advantage of it then i I don't understand but it seems like a slam dunk to just call this episode 10 yeah and putting my shareholder hat on (laughs) putting my stock board member uh room hat on another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You want to call it episode 10 because there's a lot of built-in hype around that too. Yes. Because it's the continuation. The public gets the... Roman numeral episodic numbering and it just kind of reintroduces Star Wars films back crazily because there's been such a long hiatus. And it feels like now going forward, these movies are starting are for, for what it from what it what it looks like, it looks like these movies are actually like taking their time to do. Like James Mangold talking about his Star Wars movie and what he's doing with it and how like much thought he's putting into it. And then say with Dave, Fil- I mean, Dave Filoni's is going to be amazing. We already know that that's a slam dunk, but with Ray's, it's like, okay, let's play it out. Two more movies after this, like let, let's do 11 and 12. And it feels like that's what they're probably doing at Lucasfilm right now is planning the next ones. Cause I think Kathleen Kennedy has learned Hey, this this wasn't the best way to to do these movies like we all thought it would be, but a lot of a lot of things happened, a lot of crazy things happened during the production of these movies. The only production that seemed to go without any problem was Episode Eight. Episode Eight didn't have to deal with the passing of Carrie Fisher. Episode Eight didn't have to deal with Harrison Ford, you know, or anybody getting injured. So Episode Eight looked like it was one of those that just was a smooth sailing production. So I'm wondering if they're like, okay, let's really plan these movies out and let's see what happens with it. I think we may get that. Right. And the big rumor right now is that John Boyega may return to this film, which again, makes total sense. Um, To me, he's a more sought after actor, but I think he would love to return 
to work with his friends. And he's famous for saying, I'm not going to come back unless Daisy Ridley's there, unless Oscar Isaac's there. And he continued on with JJ's there, if Kathleen Kennedy's there. And it's like, well, JJ's probably not never going to return. <laughs> or not return for a very long time. JJ's doing DC movie. stuff now. Yeah, I don't yeah. think JJ's going to make another movie for the next 10 years. So. Which, which I think is was a little hyperbolic on his part. Um, he was getting a little carried away there. And then he's famous now for saying, I don't want them to Disney Plus me. And this was before Disney Plus was a thing oh, yeah. and before it was super <laughs> huge. And it's I was just like, man, don't don't say that because I had a feeling Disney Plus was going to be pretty huge. And the Mandalorian became what it became. Essentially, what Star Wars is, popular Star Wars with Baby Yoda and Din Djarin. So I was like, man, that's not the best thing to say. But his kind of saving grace now is the fact that Daisy Ridley has been announced back. And I wrote on our Facebook group that it was kind of a shame, really, not to have John Boyega walk that stage with Daisy Ridley because he is from London. It would have yep. made total sense in his hometown to be announced. So maybe there's a little bit of pushback there. Maybe he's negotiating. Um, I hope I hope it's negotiating because you're right. It would have been a. Can you imagine Daisy Ridley coming on stage? Who's the Jedi Master? You're asking, and she comes out, and it's like, so who's going to be your first apprentice? And then they look over, and then there comes John Boy. I mean, the yeah. the amount of goodwill toward this movie would have just skyrocketed already like everybody wants to see that we got a freaking star wars lego movie that has finn as ray's apprentice like it's i know these lego movies are not canon but it was one of those things where i was like look they did it like it it, it, it works it works perfectly with with him talking about what ray's teachings are and everything and i want to see that live action and if he comes back i i, I know we talked about this in our patreon episode but yeah if he comes back, that's a billion dollars right there for Lucasfilm, easily. Right, right. And one of the famous conversations now that people have in retrospect from this last sequel trilogy is the fact that in the marketing, we almost got the promise of, of Finn being a Jedi with him mm -hmm. holding the lightsaber. And then that last trailer with him going up against Kylo Ren. We didn't get that promise fulfilled, but we did get the information that he is Force-sensitive. So if this is a new Jedi Order, it would make so much sense for Finn to come back and to be maybe be a teacher, because it is 15 years later. That's one of the details they announced. So he would be a lot more wiser. He would be a lot more skilled to see a, to see a Finn with a, skilled, a skill set with a saber and fighting alongside Daisy Ridley. That would be that would be super awesome, and it's to see them fifteen years into their Jedi training with a blade, Ray with the yellow blade, Finn mm -hmm. with maybe a green or blue, or any any color really. Any color. Um, it would kind of this to me would really kind of take a certain uh, this generation's fans, young fans, into their launch pad into the future with Star Wars with these mm -hmm. films. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, that would be great, and for Oscar Isaac to come back too, even if it's just like in maybe like a cameo role or something. Um, he's also said that he wouldn't come back unless he joked and he said, "Unless I need to buy a new house." So, 
Well, I really hope he's in the market here very soon because he, if him coming back, all three of them coming back would be very, very good. All three of them going on another adventure would be very, very good as well. And I, I, I it just seems like I just, I just have a lot. I have a lot of hope in this, and I really hope they all come back because I'm a big fan of all, all three of them. And it just feels like they need to come back for this movie. Right, right. And, you know, a part of me also with whole Finn, I, I blame Abrams for for getting everybody hyped up about Finn, in my opinion. I think he 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 was trying so hard to do the whole mystery box thing that I think it backfired with with that when he was like, oh, yeah, Finn was never supposed to. You know what I mean? Like the way the movie progresses with The Force Awakens, it's like. Oh, okay. Like, why did you hype that up if you knew that wasn't going to be the big, the big reveal for us in that movie? You know, um, I don't know. I feel Abrams and the secret, the mystery box approach was what kind of hurt a little bit of our expectations and what we were thinking was going to happen. But that's my opinion. Yeah, my opinion is I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, to me, The Force Awakens was very generalized and people will say well it's kind of a copy of a new hope but i mean to me it was overall top to bottom maybe the best um put together film universally it was mm-hmm. the most universally accepted and it was a, a gargantuan task on his part and i've talked oh, yeah. about a lot with jj abrams reintroducing star wars to the world and of course it was going to make a lot of money because star wars was back it's been away for 10 years, um, which is almost, I mean, four years away from what we're going to experience yeah, in 2025. Uh, exactly, yeah. Which is crazy. Really, 10 years away from Force Awakens, which is which is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. It's making me feel old. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really fault JJ. Um, he came back at like the 11th hour to do Rise of Skywalker and change uh-huh. that old script up. Um, that that was just a, a tall order to to make a great film. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's the movie business, and we we're really not sure what exactly went down. But twenty twenty five will be the year that we get the Jedi, the new Jedi Order film with Daisy Ridley. Uh, that's kind of the consensus opinion right now. Uh, we all know that that film's been in the works since after. 2022 celebration uh, one celebration ago um, and of course Damon Lindelof was involved and then he kind of just backed out of it um, but uh, we have a pretty good director in uh, Charmaine Obage Noy I think she did, uh, directed uh, a couple of Miss Marvel episodes yeah, yes. Miss Marvel is actually a pretty good show I, I really um, liked it I thought it, was, I thought it was a fun show yeah underrated underwatched probably but it's uh, I think for a Daisy Ridley led film, I think you do want a female director slash try out a female director for for a female led film. Mm-hmm. So that's just my opinion. I I want to see that. I want to see how that kind of develops and and what it becomes. And I think they do have plans for for two more films and the option to make it a trilogy. If this thing hits. It's it's gonna be a trilogy. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. And there's no way they're gonna be like that. Was it, guys? Hope you hope you liked it. No, no. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. 
they know it's gonna it's most likely gonna be a trilogy so yeah. so yeah 2025 it's gonna be race film so the next thing we want to talk about is the fact that the next year, the rumor is the Filoni film is going to come out, which is the climactic event tying the Mandalorian, Skeleton Crew, Book of Boba Fett. Um, what am I missing? Ahsoka. Ahsoka the big one. Uh, Filoni's uh, pet project there. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if that's even possible unless they're just, unless they schedule everything so close together and maybe film because they still need to film mando season four and there's not even debate if that's even happening now which is kind of curious um maka says i want more fet i want more fet too but we didn't get an announcement at celebration yeah i i don't think i don't think we're gonna see boba fett until the movie like i think with the reception that the show received I think they're like, okay, we're saving him for the movie, and that's it. And unfortunately, I think, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And also, the other thing, too, so if we're going to get a movie in 2026, it's not going to drop in December because that's an Avatar year. That it, wait, 2026 is an Avatar year? Mm-hmm. There's no way they're going to release those movies at the same time. Let's see. So 2023 was Avatar. Or no, tw- no, 2022 was Avatar. 23 would have been Star Wars. 24, Avatar. 25, Star Wars. Yeah, 26 would be Avatar. Because there's like five Avatar sequels or something. So and Disney Filoni- owns Avatar. Yes. And the original plan was to drop an Avatar, then drop a Star Wars, then drop an Avatar, then drop another Star Wars. So they're going to have to drop it in May. They're going to have to do the solo type of release schedule here. But do it right get everything away from it let it let it have its moment let it let it be the big summer blockbuster movie you know i if they do it that way i think it's gonna make i mean it's already gonna make a lot of money because all the fans are already built into mandalorian and everything like that plus all the fans we all love dave filoni so yeah if they don't crowd it like they did with solo i think this movie can make a lot of money but our fans do you think the six month gap is going to be okay for that from december to may i i, I think or five months actually it's a tough one because i know lucasfilm disney the shareholders they want this thing to drop either in it's tough to say because if the sweet spot really is two weeks into June because yeah. everyone's off from school. That's the date when Jurassic World did a crazy amount of money. Yeah. Which that's I don't right. think anyone was expecting. But that's two weeks into June is when everyone's off and everyone's doing vacation stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the sweet spot. But that, that would be super close to 2025, mm-hmm. December. But it's a little change of pace because it is the Mandalorian. Yeah. And and the, they will the... have a cycle or two mm-hmm. to do marketing. Hopefully appropriate marketing. Because they didn't do that for Solo. They did not do that for Solo. I, I, I have a feeling that they've learned a lot. And I have a feeling if they do drop it, I think you're right. Second week of June is, is awesome. And that gives you a six-month 
air, uh, you know, breathing room from your 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 previous movie to now. Yeah. And then plus, it's got to have Grogu. It's got to have Mando. It's got it's got to have Ahsoka. Like it, it's it's going to be huge. The the story that's being built around it is massive. So I I think it's going to be something pretty big. And if they just make it the summer, the movie event of the summer, I think it's got to blow everyone away. In Hollywood, studios plant their flags well in advance. And Lucasfilm had already done this. They did it for 2025. uh, Actually, 2023, 2025, and 2027, I believe. Mm -hmm. So they, they solidified those dates in December. But then, of course, we got no 2023 film. So now we're on to 2025. And the Ray film is well into pre-production. We'll get that. It's just I'm questioning the whole 2026 year. Because you still got to shoot Mando season four. You got you to gotta have Ahsoka 2 probably. The second season of that in the books. So it's going to be a tough task to get all those shows. Then a movie on top of that. I mean, Filoni is going to have his work cut out for him. And it's going to be Filoni's first film, his directorial debut, which I'm all for, but I don't want to spread him too thin. Yeah, you don't want to Taylor Sheridan him after. (laughs) (laughs) That guy, that guy, that guy is a way, like, I don't know. You can tell. But here's, here's the thing about ahsoka season two i don't think we're gonna get season two before the movie of ahsoka i think ahsoka's gonna come out and then i think she's gonna go away until the movie because it because it feels because like when her movie her show would come out in 2025 but then you also have to remember mandalorian also has to come out as well so I, i can't see them filming both of those things at the exact same time on well, top that's of that, they just did, huh, but uh, yeah, true. But then it's like, then, then now they're also doing a movie. Now there's there's going to be a movie thrown in there as well, right. which is Ray's movie, and then also pre production of of the the big movie. If anything, I could see them doing a an, another skeleton crew season two to get these guys more established, so that when they're in the movie, it makes more sense that we're all going to be acceptable to them. But I think with Ahsoka, I don't think we're going to see a season two of her until after the movie. I mean, that's just what I, what I think. Somebody just said Sith Grogu would be awesome. What is wrong with you? <laughs> How would, that would Greg? hurt. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> that would hurt me if, if he, if he turned evil, I'd be, I'd be, that would like, that would just destroy me if Grogu turns evil. I'm glad they brought up Grogu because the other kind of rumor is the fact that Grogu might appear in that Daisy Ridley film that's it works but that it doesn't work it works because of course Grogu would be there it doesn't work because we know he's got to be okay and during the giant war that's gonna happen like nothing nothing wrong is gonna happen with Grogu so I don't know it kind of just kind of just uh i don't know i don't i don't think i don't think it would work yeah and if you do the math grogu would be 91 years old 
Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. He'd probably be talking. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying he would be older. He would possibly be bigger. Yes. How do you pull that off? I mean, to me, he would be kind of, I mean, would you cast a person for that to be in a no. suit? No. It would all be CGI? I think, I think going forward, he's going to have to be CGI. It's just it like I mean, really people were already making people were already making fun of the puppet for for Mandalorian season three. Like, yeah, like, I think the puppet's fine thing. though. We were just throwing that thing around. Him walking on the floor, people were like, "Look at him walk! He looks ridiculous." Um, I have a feeling for the movie, he might be completely digital, and because we want because we want to see him moving a lot quicker, we want to see him kind of moving the way Yoda was moving and Yoda wasn't a puppet at that time. You know, they, they had to completely digital, you know, do a digital Yoda for that. Right. Right. But you're right. It would be really expensive. And would the fans be on board with it? We've already fallen in love with this puppet for the past, you know, since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of a classic star Wars thing in that there's a huge gap of unknown storytelling with Grogu. If he just appears at the new Jedi Order with with Daisy and maybe Finn, but yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with that. Um, and there's the whole like tin hat, tin foil hat thing of like Kathleen Kennedy wants Grogu in just about everything possible. So if that's the case, <laughs> he's going to show up. But I mean, if it doesn't work, I mean, it doesn't work, and and. I don't know. I don't know. I can't I can't stand seeing him as an adult and then the next year he's gonna be a child again. You know what I mean? Like it's just Yeah. It's 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 it just seems kinda Yeah. It it just seems weird how how that would play out. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense for him to show up in her movie though. Like it makes uh, like total sense unless Grogu becomes a full-on Mandalorian and doesn't even attempt to to join the Jedi Order. You know what I mean? Like, what if he just he just stays with Din and gets his own armor? That's another thing. Is he have is he gonna have armor? I want to see Grogu armor. That would be pretty cool to see him in a Mando helmet yes. and Mando armor, and then be wielding possibly. I don't know, like a version of the dark saber because we all just saw it. Spoilers for the Mandalorian season finale, but it got crushed. So what are they going to do with that that crystal inside of that that hilt? Are they going to just reforge it, reforge the hilt? What are they going to do with that? It's going to be another situation where it's like another huge gap in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Or is he going to go back to Luke to grab uh, Yoda's lightsaber? And That's a great has, idea, James. Now, now That's pretty good idea. right there. <laughs> That's really good. Cause um, then, yeah, because then Dan could be like, you know, then that's an excuse to see Luke Skywalker again yeah, and him to say he needs a weapon. And he'd be like, okay, here you go. Because no, literally no one else in the galaxy could use it. You know what I mean? No one else could use this lightsaber except for, except for Grogu. So <laughs> Grogu's first words. I am Grogu, like I am Groot. No, I think his first words are going to be "This is the way." Like I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of there. I think it's going to be "This is the way." 
But what is his voice going to sound like? It's going to sound weird. It's gonna... <laughs> you, you know Matthew Woods and all. They're, like, they're working frantically trying to figure out what this what this guy's voice is going to sound like. Like it's. I thought it, you were going to say, you know Matthew Wood already put his hat, his name into the hat to, to yeah, voice yeah, Grogu. He, yeah, he's already got a voice. <laughs> I mean, who knows? He might, he might be the voice of him. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just... Yeah, kinda... I waved hi to Matthew Wood at Celebration in London, nice. and he waved back. <laughs> That's pretty like, cool. cool. Yeah, and he was next to Simon Cassinetti's, and I was telling the group, I was like, man, I should have got his autograph because he was like a major part. He had a lot of lines, and it seems like he might be a big part going forward. Mm. But see, we all kind of had that cliched assumption that a lot of these actors weren't going to return or going to die, be written off, but. Mercedes came back. Simon came yeah. back. We got Casca and Axe back. So they might be like mainstays now. Yeah. It works. Yeah. So, yeah. so the next thing I think we want to talk about is the fact that uh, Tyka's film, it's oh still in production. And Kathleen Kennedy, right after she came off the stage from the Lucasfilm Showcase, she did press and I think specifically with comicbook.com she spoke to them about the Taika film and she had some very interesting words about <laughs> that whole situation. She basically said we're not we're not doing the traditional thing and trying to find people to help him. We're leaving him by himself letting him work on his own uh, which is very peculiar mm-hmm. and that that really says something about his process. And it's like, okay, well, are you kind of enforcing your, your will on other projects? <laughs> if you say that you're going to leave Tyke alone, are you not leaving other stuff alone? That's kind of an interesting hmm. thought right there. But uh, I just saw a report today that Tyke's next project that might drop might be the Akira film. So, and we all know that he has a whole bunch of projects on his plates that he's spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars being, I think, one of the first big announced projects. And the report came out that that was going to be announced at Celebration. It wasn't. Taika's name wasn't mentioned at all on stage. And we got the James Mangold. Then we got the um, Filoni and then the... Uh, Obey Chinoy films. We got three films still, but Taika wasn't mentioned. It's almost like the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the Taika film are kind of on the same shelf <laughs> at Lucasfilm. And it's kind of like, um, is this ever going to happen? I think the Taika film is more possible than a Ryan Johnson trilogy. But then again, people still ask in every interview. Uh, when's 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 the Star Wars trilogy coming to Ryan Johnson? And he says, "Oh, it's it's coming. I'm I'm looking forward to working on it." So he has never said that he's not going to work on it. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy still says that's shelved, and she, and Kathleen Kennedy also brought up the fact that Rogue Squadron is either um, not shelved, but still in development, not active development. But she feels like it's going to happen eventually. Probably without Patty Jenkins, but mm. it's still a thing that they talk about. So 
the Taika film? I mean, it, is it going to happen? When are we going to see? Are we going to see it this decade? Mm. I mean, we got the 2025, 26, and possibly 2028, 29 films. Yeah. Because if James Mangold is going to make an epic, he's going to need some time to, to go out to Africa and, and shoot those scenes in Jordan and Tunisia if they're going to do a desert thing, which it feels like when you say biblical, it feels like the desert's going to be involved. Yeah, and if of you're, course, if you're... the desert landscape is a classic thing in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. The way he described it, it was like I was like, man, that's like Cecil B. DeMille, you know, making the Ten Commandments, you know, or something like that, or like Ben Hur, you know, stuff just on that scale. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that one's gonna take a while. So yeah, you're right, twenty seven, twenty eight, even even twenty nine, and it, 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 and it's just crazy to think that you, she still says, oh yeah, Taika's movie and Ryan Johnson's movie. It's like, are we getting this in like twenty thirty one, thirty two? You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to think we might be getting these Star Wars movies way down the road. Yeah. I'm going to be in my 50s when, when the Taika movie comes out. I'm going to be in my 40s when the when the Taika movie comes out. Like that's They'll be my age, James. You'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. Now, is that earlier how you said how you're feeling old? It was like the, the one that always makes me feel old is more time has passed between the prequel trilogy and now than between the original trilogy to the prequel trilogy. Like more time that doesn't seem right between that this gap and that gap. You just made the whole audience, the whole listenership here feel yeah, that old. one makes yeah, sorry. That one makes That's me terrifying. Old. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's weird. When you're a kid, time goes by so slow. Yeah. When you're an adult, time just disappears. Yep. Everything at a certain age, everything just feels like a dream. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it was real. When I was a kid, I used to think like Back to the Future was super old. The first movie was super old. It came out so long ago that I looked. I was like, that was just three years before I was born. It's not even that big of a gap. If you know what I mean, it's like Return of the Jedi was just five years before I was born, which is nothing. And it's just funny. Like when you're a kid, you think, oh, these movies are so old. And then it's like, actually, no, it's not. You know, so yeah, that that one kind of gets me. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, if you were an '80s kid, which I was born in the '80s, I I grew up. I was born in 1981, mm-hmm. so I do have some memories of of being a kid in the '80s, experiencing films, um, all the classics from the '80s, uh, mostly on like VHS. Mm-hmm. But I saw someone post something on social media stating that from the 80s till now is like when you were born in the 80s and you look back on the 50s. That's the time span. No, between. no, don't. <laughs> no, man. Don't, don't. So to, to us right now, it was as if you lived in the 80s yeah. and the time between decades the 80s is now the 50s when you were in the 80s. We're just talking about how old we are. Like, well, <laughs> again, like, whatever they said, like, if they were, like, which they did, they made that 90s show, and it was like, that was the same gap from the 90s to the 70s when they made that 70s show. And it's like, wait, what did you just say? It's like, yeah, like, the the gap between the 70s and that, that 70s show, and that, the 90s and that 70s show is the same as now to the 90s show, so... It's a little strange. And then, like, what was that? Days and Confused. Like, if they were to redo Days and Confused, it would be like, like nineteen ninety, like eight or something. 
like that's, <laughs> when the movie, that's when the movie would take place. And I was like, oh no, don't say that. Anyways. So yeah, we're all we're saying all this to say like we might be in our forties and fifties whenever we see Taika Watiti's or Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movies. So that's kind of crazy to think about. So yeah, the Taika film's still in development, but um there's no dates. So. Yeah. And his his uh co writer is no longer involved. Uh she had written nineteen seventeen and then I believe she helped uh uh Edgar Wright with uh, Last Night in Soho. And then now it's just Taika Waititi by himself. So I don't know what happened there. Yeah, someone posted a picture on social media of uh, Taika with Rita Ora. And Rita Ora is his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And someone put the caption, how can he be thinking about a Star Wars film (laughs) if you're with Rita Ora? (laughs) I mean... He he better he better deliver because if y'all know my like I'm 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 over Taika like he's on the same he's on the same stage as Brad Bird for for me right now so it's like you better redeem yourself. Yikes! What has Brad Bird done recently? He did an Incredibles two, which was not even that great in my opinion. Uh it got some critical acclaim. It did, but it, it wasn't, wasn't good money. It was no near as good as. The first one, it was no, it was nothing like Ratatouille. So, mm. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Taika Waititi or Brad Bird are about the same in my in my eye right now. Both disappointed me and let me down. So another announcement we didn't get was an Obi Wan Kenobi season two announcement. Hmm. And the Obi Wan Kenobi panel was a lottery panel. So we all kind of assumed, okay, well, there's going to be some big announcement since they're doing a lottery thing for it. And no, nothing. Um, Ewan McGregor has stated that he would love to do an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. And we've stated on the podcast essentially how to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, Lucasfilm is just not really interested right now. Um, I think it would be great. I think Ewan McGregor's not getting any younger. Ta- speaking of age, <laughs> um, he's about he's pretty much at the same age as Alec Guinness. <laughs> he's getting to that spot. Um, it'd be interesting though if you do an Obi Wan Kenobi season two. It seems like you're gonna have to age him up to look like Alec Guinness, yeah, even though they be the to... same age. Yeah, yeah. Is it those makeups probably... would be interesting? Yeah, isn't he like Liam Neeson's age when he did? episode one like is or he, he's older than Liam Neeson was when yeah. Liam Neeson episode one but that's crazy to think about but um I I know this is gonna sound not popular but I am okay not getting a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi I I think what the story we got was pretty good where it ended was pretty good and I I have and then what we where we see him in Rebels it's like okay there's this is for me. This is pretty solid. Like I think this is pretty good. But then again, we don't we we don't get to see the Qui Gon and Obi Wan Kenobi connection. We don't see the Qui uh, the Obi Wan and Yoda connection. Like how are they communicating with each other? Um, we don't see the Obi Wan uh, with with the, the 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 birth of the rebellion. You know, trying to secretly get that going as well, helping out where he can. I mean, there's a lot of story, but I understand why Lucasfilm is probably. We're not gonna do that, and I'm even wearing a Kenobi shirt right now. But um, 
yeah, I, I think I think I'm okay not seeing a season two. Very unpopular opinion, but that's me. Yeah, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, we got to get a season two. We got to get something Obi-Wan Kenobi related. But now it's like we have these new projects and it seems like Lucasfilm is very, very selective on what they do. So it, it's kind of a tough one. I, I I would just hate to see what we saw with, with the original big three, them kind of age out mm-hmm. of of the roles. And it it was a perfect storm to get them back in the sequels and to just time it out the same years that have passed um, so they didn't have to do any aging up or aging down per se. But um, yeah, selfishly, I want an Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. <laughs> I want to see Prime Vader. I want to see a concurrent storyline of they never have to meet, but Obi-Wan Kenobi could be living his life on Tatooine, communing with Qui-Gon, communing with Yoda, doing whatever else have you, the rebellion stuff like you mentioned, and then also seeing Vader in his situation with maybe hunting down the remaining Jedi and introducing new Jedi possibly, um, and seeing his struggle, his nightmares of Padme possibly. Um, and Ahsoka, like kind of bringing yeah. that together, you know, because yeah. live action, we haven't seen that. Um, but we're probably going to get it with the Ahsoka series because yes. Hayden Christensen has been cast as Darth Vader in there. And I think the report is kind of widely known now that a chunk of the season might be flashback, which might all give us <clears throat> the thing we've been asking for on the podcast is is live action Clone Wars. So that could be really, really, really great. Yeah. So. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the next few years. But then again, like you just said, there's so many projects right now that Lucasfilm is is on, right, is doing. So it's like, yeah. man, how can they fit it in there? And then plus we know that three of these projects are all, four if you count Boba Fett, but they're all heading toward a movie, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like that's kind of the big focus right now. Right, right. And Filoni was asked after... I think the Soka panel, um, and of course he's never going to answer these questions, but they still ask how many other projects are in development at Lucasfilm? And Filoni just gave a non-answer and he said, sure. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, we know you can't answer, but can can you give us like a a ballpark of how many? And of course his answer was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) We just gave non-answers. But Man, I gotta. I mean, you gotta think that there has to be a nice handful of possible projects, and mm-hmm. I think that I I think a Vader series, if you tie it with Obi Wan, I mean, I, I think it could still work. I mean, like I said, you have Hayden Christensen there. His his awesome reception at Celebration just kind of tells you that there is fan demand for him to be back. And for us to get more Hayden. And the only way to do that is to do more Vader. We're going to get more Vader and Ahsoka. But I'm just saying, I mean, there could be something standalone. Um, I think there's a way to do it. So I know a lot of people say, well, we already got a whole trilogy of Vader. <laughs> kind of. I mean, old Vader. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's just my thought. So 
of course, we're getting Andor season two. That's filming, and we got a little bit of a trailer at the Lucasfilm showcase, and I don't think they released to anyone. There really wasn't much. Um, it was a lot of like brooding and dark environments, and a lot of people walking. But yeah, walking, <laughs> fast-paced walking, staring at the camera, staring away from the camera. <laughs> Um, people, characters with questionable looks on their faces. People they, sharing for stuff. Yeah, they, and they shot all that just for the trailer. Like that, that's got to be the show. It's all just it was just for yeah, the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> just get it. And I I brought this up before, and I think a lot of people brought this up. Uh, but no, Alan Tudyk, he wasn't on stage. They brought out the entire cast essentially. I think. I think they're gonna just hide him. They're gonna hide him because that's gonna be a big moment when when K two S O comes in. Like it's gonna be huge. So I think they want. That's weird. That's weird. That's like showing your kid the Christmas present and saying, "Oh, we gotta wrap it for Christmas." Though it's like yeah. you know it's coming, unless he's not in the show, unless the parent took the present back and got something else. Mm. He has to be in it, though. You would figure, yeah, because he has to be in it. Because like we've stated in the past, every three episodes is going to be a year closer to Rogue One. So, and it's just awesome to see Tony Gilroy talk about Star Wars. Because for so many years, we all thought he hated it and didn't yep. want to talk about it. And he seems like he's so into it. And Andor's writing is just so good. And then we went when Tony Gilroy went out on the Celebration Live stage, he got huge applause, a huge ovation. And he was just kind of floored with like writers never see something like this. Mm. It's like you can you can be a Hollywood writer and never come out to a live audience and get this type of ovation. And when he said writing, he got more applause, and it was just awesome to see. Yeah, so I, thinking back on Andor, I mean that's that's probably my favorite Disney Plus show. It was Andor. I think that that thing did that thing did way more than I thought it was going to do. Yeah. I mean, I had high hopes and I just surpassed them all. And that was that was just awesome. The performances, the dialogue, it was just perfect. Yeah, the monologues. Yeah. Some of the best all time in Star Wars. Yeah, I was like, I was like, these are some. this. I was like, this is I, I, remember, I was like, this is writing. This is this is like top notch writing edited Star Wars. I was like, this is. Yeah. Very, very, very cool. <laughs> so, yeah. So, speaking of Andor 2, speaking of returning characters. So, there's been a lot of reports that Saw Guerrero is returning for Andor Season 2. Which, to me, is like another, like, no-brain. Yeah, Force Whitaker is going to show back up. So, it's really a non-story. But it's being reported like, oh, my gosh, it's a huge revelation. No. I mean, you figure that Saw is going to have an impact going forward. He's going to get a little bit. More damaged, a little bit more Vader-esque, but I mean, it, it makes all the sense in the world to see him back. And they yeah. brought him back in season one for a couple of scenes, which were great. Great to mm -hmm. see. Got to see two tubes. Got to see some more aliens. Got to see some uh, some of their spaceships. Mm -hmm. But um, and there was also a report that the quarry that they were working in got a little unstable, so they had to move out the production because rocks were falling. Oh, so who knows if that's going to change the story if the script, if they're maybe going to use the volume. I mean, I think they got footage of the place, shove it in the volume mm. 
mm-hmm. and shoot in the volume that's in England. So there's that. Yeah. I I, I like that they they were outside for a lot of Andor where it was an actual like human location. Made, yeah, like structures that the, they just digitally just added to it. I was I was thought that was really really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I think Forrest Whitaker is also really, really into being in Star Wars. Yes. Um, Back in, I guess, was it Orlando? That celebration? He signed autographs, and he did photo ops, I believe. It shocked me that Forrest Whitaker and Felicity Jones showed up to do that. And now it's like, am I going to regret not doing the photo op and getting their signature? Because they might never come back. Is it's kind of one of those things, you know? And I mean, they traveled. I think Forrest Whitaker is American, but I know Felicity yeah. Jones, she's British. So, yeah, I don't know what her experience is with that, but mm-hmm. um, hopefully they do come back. And every single person that I that I took a photo with and got their autograph, I told them to keep on, please coming back to celebration because this is where you belong. And every time I said that, they either said. Thanks or right on. Shook my hand. Mads Mikkelsen, Andy Serkis, uh, Rosario Dawson. Um, I've told you and 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 uh, Hayden that before, and I think they're they've now solidified themselves as coming back to celebration. Yeah, constantly. So I don't think that's that's really um, something we have to worry about. But everyone else, I told everyone that I met, I was like, hey, you keep on coming back we want you back um so that's cool i did as much as i could <laughs> I, I, I think it's gonna show it's it's really gonna show here very soon yeah yeah <laughs> so is it this week that we're going to get jedi survivor dropping yep this friday i believe yeah we're gonna get jedi survivor um I, I I heard somebody say like the downloads could have happened a day early um, for it. Um, but yeah, we're getting Jedi Survivor. I got my PS5. I am beyond excited because I really want to see the next story. And I was bummed that I wouldn't be able to. But now I will be able to. And Fallen Order was just so much fun. And I really hope this sequel lives up to that one and surpasses it. Because Fallen Order was just so much fun running around and, and being a Jedi. You know, so I'm excited to see what they have in store for us for this one. So are you taking time off of work to play it? <laughs> no, no, yes. No, why would I why would I do that? Why would I just play it all weekend long, you know? My eye wow. next time you see me, my eyes are gonna be bloodshot. And it's not for any other reason. It's because my eyes are gonna get super, super red while I'm playing the game. <laughs> One time, uh, it was a while back. Uh, my wife and I we had just got married, and I just got a video game, and I was off that day. She said, "All right, I'm gonna go to work." Bye. And I was like, "Bye." And I started playing. I forget what game it was. I started playing. I played it the whole day. She came home, and I'm just like, "Like, oh no!" <laughs> she walked in, <laughs> and she was like, "Please tell me you weren't." And my eyes are all bloodshot. I'm all sitting here. <laughs> I was like, "No, I wasn't sitting here all day playing this video game." But yeah, so. Uh, I'm super excited. I can't wait to see what this game's going to be. The storyline's going to be. Yeah, yeah. When I was younger in my marriage, 
my wife would come home from work and she would say, what'd you do all day? <laughs> and I, I had like really think, what did I do outside of playing Xbox? <laughs> it's like, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, exercised. I went to the restroom. I, I, uh, I, uh, I wrote a paper on the, the importance of capitalism and you just like, just make up the most ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous thing. Uh, oh, somebody had a question here. So how old will did be in the new movie? I don't, I, I think just however old he is plus three. I, mean, I, I don't think did Jaren's going to be, are we talking about did Grogu? Or are we talking about did Jaren now? We have to be a little more specific because, oh wow. And then somebody pointed out Jaren's been his name the whole time. Din is just something like a title, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or his last yeah, name. That, that was an interesting naming convention that they did at the end of Mando mm-hmm. season three finale. Um, yeah, and people pointed to other um, peoples of Earth, um, how their first name is actually their last name, which gets carried on. But then the argument is okay, well, you look at the Vizlas, there's Tar Vizlas, there, there's Pre Vizla, and then you look at the Ren family. I mean, all that naming convention is the same as as what we have. We mm-hmm. have a first name, we have a last name. The last name carries on, but why did Din's first name carry on? Is it because he's he was a foundling from another planet? How does that work? Um, or Din, his planet maybe had a different custom. Maybe the armor knew mm-hmm. about it, but then you think, okay, well, how did the armor know about that custom? But I mean, maybe it's something like off screen that was kind of dealt with. But I'm sure there's there's a reasoning for that. Yeah, we'll find out. It was, it was just a rather strange whenever she said Din Grogu. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's going to be my name now, Din Grogu, here, as you can see. But yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Um, I think that's pretty much all the kind of current news that we haven't spoken about on the podcast. Um, but uh, I actually wanted to... Uh, mention uh, a little something about Cameron Monaghan. So he was at London at Star Wars Celebration Europe and he crashed the stage, the Star Wars live stage. And we all know that Celebration was kind of sponsored by Jedi Survivor. We saw the marketing on the signage everywhere. And when you would go out in London at the bus stops, they had big Jedi Survivor movie poster type setups. And I didn't see it with my own eyes, but I saw people in London taking pictures on social media of double-decker buses with Jedi Survivor plastered Jeez. all over them. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting. I didn't. I saw Dungeons & Dragons stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I took pictures of that. Um, but, yeah, Cameron Monaghan did crash the Celebration live stage with Carboni and Christina Ariel and crew. And... He threw a poncho out to uh, one of the uh, uh, more famous cosplayers that, that does Cal Kestis. Mm-hmm. And um, he, was going, uh, he was going back and forth with one of the uh, uh, development guys for the video game. And um, it almost seemed like maybe it was a skit. Maybe it was like impromptu or improv. Um, but I think it was improv. It, he wasn't supposed to go out there, but he did. And I kind of learned after the fact that he actually is someone that's very, very deep into Star Wars knowledge and the lore. Mm. And Matt Martin said that when he was there and they were doing the performance capture of Cameron Monaghan for the video game, he would make suggestions on what they should do as opposed to what they were doing. 
he would um, conference with Matt Martin and Matt Martin would usually say, yes, do that. What you're suggesting instead of that. And that mm-hmm. does make sense. So yeah, big props to Cameron Bonahan. He, uh, he's a big star Wars fan and it's like, where is this Cal Kestis movie? Where, where is the Cal Kestis TV show? It's like the guy's ready. He's not getting any younger either. It's like, yeah, he's on. not getting, man. And I'll always be super mad that I missed him at Galaxy's Edge because he was there. Oh. They had pictures of him taking, because it was right when they were announcing his lightsaber there at Galaxy's Edge. So there's a picture of him in front of the Falcon. And I had just walked outside in front of Rise and all the co- all the workers there were like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. I was like, what? They're like, Cameron Monaghan just walked right by. He, he's got to do the, he's got to, he's going on Rise right now. And I was like, cool can i go inside and sit They're like no i was like oh man <laughs> i want to just run in there and see him really quickly yeah. but i missed him by like a second so yeah it's really incredible when you go to galaxy's edge yeah celebration with all these people you miss people so easily i miss, I miss a ton of people in london i i missed uh john favreau last friday uh I, I was working from home, so I had to do a few things. And my wife and her sister went to Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. And then she sends me a text. John Favreau just just walked into the bathroom at Galaxy's Edge. I was like, oh my gosh, no way. And the, like there's a whole group of men like following like behind him, trying to, you know, probably to take pictures or talk to him. And, you mm-hmm. know, and he was just trying to just like, I was trying to go to the bathroom, guys, <laughs> just leave me alone. And they had to like <laughs> they had to like block off the bathroom so nobody would go in after him. Oh, they wow. let people go in? Yeah, they were just trying to see out the clock. Oh, they were just, oh. like, I was legitimately standing there waiting for Brooke. That's how I saw him. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But yeah, so she said, Yeah. And I, I was like, man, if I had just been there, it would have been it would have been awesome. But you know, but you could have peed next to John Favreau. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like in my, in my head, I'm just sitting there washing my hands, and I just look over, and I'm just like, "Oh, <laughs> like there's no way it's John Favreau." But um, I, I probably, I, I don't think I would have been able to say anything to him because I, I, I thought nothing... you were gonna say there'd be no way I'd be able to pee next to him. <laughs> no, no. Like, if, if I like say like we're washing our hands together, like there's, I can't say anything to him. There's nothing I could say to John Favreau that he hasn't heard two million times. You know what I mean? So I would just be like. Just, just, and then just, you're all decked out in Star Wars gear. Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, like big <laughs> Star Wars, am I right? You know, <laughs> just trying to have a conversation. <laughs> and um, uh, so yeah, yeah. And then plus at celebration, I, I told the story last year. I saw Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy walked right by me, and I and I was too stunned to say anything. I was just like, "What? That's that's not." And it was her. I was like, "Good grief." So, yeah. I've never, I've never walked by, and she has never walked by me, Kathleen Kennedy. But at Star Wars night last year, 2022 celebration, Ian McDermott went into Ugh. Olga's cantina with me. He left before me. We left shortly after, and then Favreau and Filoni and Sam Witwer walked right by me, and I saw them coming towards me, and they had like an entourage around them, so they had like essentially i guess security detail mm-hmm. surrounding them but in the middle i had to focus and look to see who that because i knew it was something because i heard a little bit of like commotion know, like light screams mm-hmm. uh <laughs> like coming down the way and i focused on one person and that was favreau and i was like whoa and i focused on the next person it was feloni 
And then they were walking a little briskly. And then the next person right behind them was Sam Witwer, I believe. Wow. And we didn't find out until later that the whole Star Wars night thing, the reason it opened at six, it was because they opened it earlier for media and VIPs. So mm-hmm. actors and executives rode the rides unimpeded, no lines beforehand. And then they let all the, all the normies in. But they all kind of stuck around still, so they were still in the park, and they were kind of enjoying themselves. I know Ian McDermott had his family. Talked about this before on the podcast, but yeah, it was that it was, was cool crowded. to see them. It was a super crowded night. There were so many people there. It, 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 it was even, so short too, James. It, it was, was so short. It was so short. Like before, I realized that I was like, "Oh, we got to go." Like it's already time to leave tonight, and it was. I, I felt like it should have just been a whole day instead of just a night, and I don't know. Anyways, May 4th. Got, got a lot of buttons, though. Yeah. And uh, May 4th <laughs> is next week. I'm going to go to the park. And I'm just going to see all the Star Wars stuff I can. See if I can buy some stuff, ride the rides. Just have a Star Wars day there at Galaxy's yeah. Edge. That's what I want to do on the 4th. Nice. nice. And Return of the Jedi this Friday. Also. Right. The 40th anniversary. And um, yeah. So that's going to be happening here very soon. Yep. Did you buy your ticket? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing with that. So I did the marathon for Return of the Jedi, and I feel like I've seen it again since then on the big screen. Mm. And, I mean, I've seen it so many times now. I saw it in 1997, the special edition. And I, I love the space battle. I love the Luke stuff. I love the Jabba stuff. I love the creature stuff. I've seen it so many times, though. So many times. It's it's an I've seen it an unhealthy amount. <laughs> I could probably just say the dialogue before it happens before every scene. Of course, I think like a lot of people can, but and I never wore out the VHS tapes because I kept on getting newer tapes as I aged. And for some strange reason, when it would show on network TV, I would record it like. It was like something I'd never seen before, and like I didn't own it before. I just wanted to see if there was any like variations in the Ooh. broadcast compared to, and of course there was a little bit, um, and I think the quality was a little bit better because the VHSs that came from Asia that my brother sent us were kind mm-hmm. of not that great quality, but um, I've seen it so many times, and now in my in my reality right now, time is very precious and it's, mm. there's very few and far between sections of time that I can allocate to something like that. But, I mean, I say this and I very well might show up to it. And see, the other thing, too, is I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan and Return of the King is also playing right now. Oh, that's right, yeah. So you could possibly do a double feature of Return of the Jedi and Return of the King. A lot of return. A lot of returning, man. <laughs> return to the theater. Return to the king. But I, I got my tickets. Uh, my wife and I are going to go uh, Friday night to go watch Return of the Jedi. And I haven't seen it since 97 in theaters. So Really? Yeah. Um, you never did like the marathon? Never no. did the marathon. So uh, I'm pretty excited. Wow. Yeah. And it's just fun just to see it. It's just, to see, just to hear the fanfare at the beginning. Like just... I don't know. It's just so, it's just so fun, just so special. Yeah, yeah, that is special. That's also another thing that needs to come back is that 20th Century Fox fanfare. Mm. 
If yeah. I were running Lucasfilm. <laughs> Throw it back on there. That old segment. Yeah. So um, so is Return of the Jedi in a lot of theaters there in, in California? Or... Um, in Anaheim, it's only, I think it's in just like a few theaters here in Anaheim. I'm pretty sure in LA, there's a lot more showing them. But I found one pretty close to us that's that's uh, that has it. So. Okay. Yeah, in the San Antonio area, I think it's only at two theaters, which mm. is very much of a letdown because I'll have to drive like 50 miles to get there. Jeez. But um, yeah, I'm um, on a personal note, I am now driving 40% of the time back to the office for my day mm. job. So that does kind of give me a little bit of leverage into after I finish my day at work on Friday, I can just go to the theater and just there watch it. And I think go. it's showing on the IMAX there at the play. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, go watch oh. it, man. Hear that hear that news, hear that sound loud. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna go to the projectionist, but like, hey, whatever your volume is, turn it up like two percent more. Okay. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna feel 2%. this music. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I think that's all I got for this uh this edition of the podcast. Yes. Is there anything else you have? Uh no, nothing else. Yeah. Uh not a lot, a lot of news. Uh Mandalorian is over. Now it's just a countdown to Ahsoka. So here we go. Yeah. And, and of course be... on May 4th, we're gonna get Vision season two. That's right, yes. I'm hyped so... for that. I want to see all of that. I kind of like I said, I don't have much time, but I do want to see the first season all the way through again because there, there's so many good stories yeah. in that. And it's such a it's such a Star Wars incubator to me of of ideas mm-hmm. and possibilities they can use for future tv shows and films live action stuff because that's what i really love and i also want to say a huge thank you to everyone that joined us on youtube especially twitter facebook and twitch for watching the the pre-shows and the post shows for the mandalorian episodes when they aired a uh, big thank you to all the Everyone that joined, uh, James, Ted from Countdown City Geekcast, Craig joined a lot. Um, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people, but um, yeah, it it was pretty successful. And uh, it was a lot of fun answering comments and interacting with people and speculating and prognosticating and doing all that fun stuff. So yeah, and if you definitely do want to find us you can find us everywhere on social media your favorite podcast app um of course check us out on youtube we're streaming on youtube right now um we might run some type of giveaway in the future on youtube but yeah definitely for watching on youtube comment like subscribe it it definitely helps us get out there to everyone um helps us show up on other people's feeds uh, find us on Instagram. Colin is dropping all kinds of posts about all kinds of different stuff. I know he's super hyped about Jedi Survivor. Mm-hmm. So you can find us on Instagram at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Stuff Pod. Um, also, Patreon. Uh, we just got a couple more patrons uh, subscribed. And I mentioned one of them uh, who's in one of the upper tiers. Of course, you can find us at uh, Star Wars Stuff Pod cast 
287. <laughs> I never I never have to look at the name look at the name because it's like a uh it's 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 a favorite and I just click yeah. on it so I never <laughs> look at the name. <laughs> but yeah, all you have to do is search Star Wars Stuff Podcast on Patreon and you can find us. And our official tag is Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. And we're also on TikTok. Uh we have an email address, Star Stuff Podcast at Gmail. It's so awesome when we have listeners write into us, uh, write what they're doing, uh, how they found us, uh, what uh, their experiences with Star Wars have been, what their Star Wars lives are. And uh, meeting some of those people in Europe was was so awesome. It was so fun. Um, I think that's one of the things that kind of motivates me and keeps me going that, yeah, people are listening. People do care about the podcast and um think that we're doing a really good job um also facebook uh we have a uh, page and a group uh that we post a lot of memes on i know i posted a few today <laughs> for the mandalorian um and yeah um the uh, blockade on spoilers has been lifted so yes yeah, so we can go. talk mando spoilers there all day all night 24 7 <laughs> And of course, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, five stars would be great. Uh, write a review. That also helps out our algorithm there in uh, showing up on people's feeds. And um, we also have a website that may soon have actual articles on it. But, but right now, it's, it's kind of an information place. Uh, it talks about our bios. Uh, you can see our headshots. Uh, stuffpodcastnetwork.com and um, we also have Star Wars Stuff Gaming. We have Ooh. some people that are dedicated to that outside of the normal podcast hosting. And, of course, uh, James is about to join them. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you to everyone in chat here. Uh, Maka, Evan, just joined, coming uh, in right at the end. We met <laughs> Evan in London. Nice. And um, I'm not quite sure how long I spoke with him. But it's such a frenzied celebration. I thought I was going to be able to see him again. So when he left, I was like, man, I didn't even take a picture with him. Aww. But um, I told him, yeah, I come to the States when it comes back to the States. We thought I was going to be back in 2025, but nope. nope. So uh, hopefully uh, 2027. Yeah. Or we'll all meet in Japan in 2025. We'll see what happens. That's possible, too. That's very <laughs> possible. So, yep, that is it. And for James, my name is David, and may the force be with you. Always. This is the way. <laughs>